Nice work if you can get it, and you can get it if you try. This is Careers Today, Canada's only recruitment radio program. Careers Today features the business and community leaders you want to know, giving you exclusive access to their secrets for career success. Welcome to the Opportunity Business. Here are your hosts, Vancouver's top career experts, Alana Farrow and Minto Roy. Good evening and welcome to Careers Today, Vancouver's listening destination for hot topics in recruitment, hiring, career management and employee engagement. I'm Alana Farrow, here with my co-host Minto Roy, and we're here every week with interviews designed to help employers find good people and help good people find rewarding work. We're proud to lend our forum to interesting and usually fun, maybe even inspiring discussions about workplace culture and values, career satisfaction and advancement, and hiring and retention. Now tonight, we're pleased to welcome Shane Gibson, Executive Vice President of Knowledge Brokers International and co-founder of the Professional Sales Certificate Program. Shane Gibson is an internationally recognized speaker, trainer, and entrepreneur who's addressed audiences in Canada, the U.S., and across Southern Africa. Shane's a contributing author to the Complete Sales Action System, a master trainer in the Managing Complex Business Relationship System, and the man behind the new book, Closing Bigger, the field guide to closing bigger deals. Tonight, Shane's here to talk with us, not surprisingly, about sales. Everything from recruiting salespeople to your organization to career opportunities in sales and business development for people who might be in some kind of transition and how to sell yourself when you hate sales, when you'd rather be doing anything else, even root canal. There are strategies for you. If it's about selling, we're covering it here tonight. Welcome, Shane. Thank you. Good to have you in the studio. Absolutely. So listen, why don't we just sort of back up to the basics here. Tell us about Knowledge Brokers, uh, what the company does, how you got started, and then we'll get into some more of the specifics of your programs and your book. Absolutely. Knowledge Brokers was actually founded about uh, nine years ago now. Mm -hmm. We've got an office in Johannesburg, one in Cape Town, and one here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. A little bit geographically dispersed. <laughs> uh, I started with Knowledge Brokers. It's a, it's a bit of a family business. My father, my brother, myself, and our South African partners uh, started about eight years ago. And uh, I moved back from a two-year tenure in South Africa and decided to uh, launch the business here in Vancouver. Uh, our clients include both in, you know, in Africa and in Canada and the U.S., major multinationals like BMW, Siemens, major insurance companies. And also I work hands-on with a lot of sort of new and young entrepreneurs as well. Shane, so who would your clients be outside of the big corporations? I know you mentioned BMW and Siemens. Sure. Give us a Vancouver taste. of, Or not even names, but what's the profile? Who do you want? Profile. Who do I want? Typically, I work with organizations that are growing. Growing or in trouble. Good call. Okay, so we're looking looking at organizations that say, okay, we want to really ramp up our sales process. We're growing our teams like crazy. Or, hey, we've let go a third of our team. And our existing team has to really improve their performance as a sales team. Uh, typically, what I've seen in the last 24 months is I've done a lot of work with insurance companies, both underwriters uh, and brokers, but also have seen a real emergence of the desire to take non-sales organizations and move their, their typically client-centric customer service people or technicians into more of a sales role. Wow. So this could be anywhere from, let's say, a major university. I've worked with UBC and UVic on this, uh, to maybe a group of environmental chemists through a company like ALS Environmental, for instance. 
And really what they're doing is we're introducing some basic sales skills or what I really call client client relations management skills into non-traditional markets. And I've seen a big demand for that as well. Now, a lot of people would say that that just can't be done, that you either have the gene for sales and you're a closer or you're not. And expecting your scientist or your technician or your counselor or your service rep to do that is trying to get, you know, blood from a stone. I think there's some stereotypical views of, of the salesperson. Uh, you know, no offense towards used car salespeople. I know a few that are quite good and, and effective, but we always hear that term. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to be seen as a used car salesperson. Mm-hmm. The reality is in writing the book Closing Bigger, my co-author and I, Trevor Green, went out and interviewed big deal closers on three different continents and looked at what made them different than average salespeople. Big deal closers have actually had to unlearn a lot of these salesy mentalities. Mm-hmm. Unlearn. What does unlearn that mean? it. In other words, uh, you have the objection on the tip of your tongue. You know what the client wants, and your average salesperson is going to jump in and give it to you. Yet your big deal closer, the one who's building a long-term relationship, putting together a large, complex deal and solution, will often sit back, bite their tongue, listen more, ask more questions, and establish rapport. And that sounds more like a, a, an inquisitive scientist or an engineer mm. than it sounds mm-hmm. like a traditional sales pitch artist. And so I believe that some of these uh, traits of being very, very disciplined in the details, either with relationships or with the management of projects like an engineer is, can make them a very effective closer. And so the reality is, is that anybody can sell, but based upon your selling style and your strengths is to align that with the right industry and your passions. Because I don't believe someone can sell something that they're not passionate about and they don't believe about or believe in, excuse me. And does somebody have to have an effusively passionate personality to sell or can they simply feel a strong, you know, personal connection to the product or service, but they're not actually going to be able to be animated about it? Well, again, if you get down to style, personality style, Mm -hmm. I talk a little bit about personality styles and sales styles in the book. Mm -hmm. And if you've got an analytical type, I'm a promoter type style, Mm -hmm. so I can get fired up about going to 7-Eleven. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a big deal. I, I'm, you know, I get all excited about it. Yeah, and, that big elf's a pretty yeah, good exactly. deal if you want your sugar. Exactly. I mean, it sugar. doesn't take much to get me going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you take your average analytical and, uh, you know, I recently gave a speech to a group of accountants yeah. on on personality styles and, and management and, and motivation. And through the whole program, I mean, halfway through, I, want, I wanted to be asked to leave. I was hoping they would, you know, because I thought I was There was bombing. no response. There was no response, yeah. no, no visual response. At the end of the seminar, look at the evaluations. Best seminar all year. Really enjoyed myself. <laughs> Boy, he was funny. Uh, and you realize that they just not are, they're just not right. responsive. Now, going back to your question about do I have to be animated to be a great salesperson? Well, guess what? If I walk in with my promoter personality style and I walk into an accounting firm to close them on a package on, let's say, marketing, and I bowl them over, waving my arms about and acting like a used car salesperson, excuse the term, I'm going to lose the deal. Yet if I walk in and I'm really analytical and I'm reserved mm-hmm. and I'm not animated, but I'm methodical and bottom line and detail oriented and authentic, I will get the deal. Now, you would not be authentic as a promoter trying to be an analytical, so you shouldn't actually be selling to the accounting firm. Somebody else should. I disagree. Okay. okay. Talk I to believe me. Where's the, your authenticity The ideal from? sales style is not a promoter or an analytical or controller or supporter. The ideal sales style is a style shifter. And what it is is it's not as much as changing who we are, but I would say a common courtesy. 
Right. That if you're dealing with, I'm not going to change, I can never become uh, a total analytical personality. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I can subdue the extreme side of my style yeah. that would offend them mm-hmm. <laughs> to make sure I can establish credibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to spend a little bit more time. For instance, if I gave them a brochure, I might want to read it too before I go to their office. It's almost a sales microcosm of when in Rome. Do what the Romans do. Yeah, it's not necessarily becoming some... Maybe it's analogous to, you know, if you go out for dinner with a vegan, it's probably not the night to order the blood-rare porterhouse. Perhaps you could have a small piece of salmon. You don't have to decide that you want the tofu scramble because that's out of integrity for you, but you could order something that is going to be less objectionable to the person on the other side of the table, but still appetizing to you and find that middle ground. Absolutely. If I can take and kind of ground it a bit further... Uh, in the book, one of the things we started off with is defining what closing was. Mm-hmm. And we define closing as creating an, env- an environment where an act of faith can take place. Mm-hmm. That's really what closing's about. And that's what selling's about. Now, that faith is based upon trust. Mm. That trust is based upon credibility. And guess what? Credibility is subjective. Me as a very expressive, big picture oriented mm-hmm. person find someone to be credible when they're witty and big picture orientated and flexible and easygoing. Yet if I go in with that credibility model with, let's say, a bottom line controller personality and I talk too much and get too personal, I lose the deal. Right. So understanding someone's credibility model is key to closing large deals or any deal, actually. All right. We will have a lot more from Shane over the balance of the hour. But if you would like to learn a little bit more about uh, some of these programs, first of all, where can they pick up the book? ClosingBigger.com. You can okay. order it off our site. You can order it on the web. Absolutely. Okay. Right now, it's it's available on the web. Mm-hmm. If they're making purchases over 20 books, I suggest they call our office mm-hmm. for a, a bulk discount. Okay. So www.ClosingBigger.com is going to get you to the business site where you can purchase the book. www.ClosingBigger.net is where you will find a lot of helpful tips related to sales. Shane's got a blog and there are downloadable podcasts on that site as well. And if you're interested in perhaps queuing up for uh, a seminar or a boot camp to learn more of these skills you should visit the Langara College site at www.langara.bc.ca slash CS for continuing studies. And you can get some information on a Selling Fundamentals Boot Camp and a Closing Bigger Sales Business to Business Boot Camp. While you're swimming around on the net anyway, we'd also like to see you swing by www.careerstodaycanada.com. Have a look at our job board. We're actually looking for a number of key salespeople for some very quality businesses in the GVRD. I'm Alana Farrow alongside Minto Roy, and we'll be right back with Careers Today and Stories from the Opportunity Business on 650 CI.